evening we are looking at 1 John chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. 1 John chapter 2, <coughs> verses 18 and 19. This is what it reads in the NIV. Dear children, this is the last star. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. <coughs> this is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they do not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. <coughs> if you notice in the previous verses, uh, John has presented and, uh, the grounds of assurance you know, for every person to find out if they are really believers or not. Because as we have mentioned earlier, the purpose of this epistle is on one side to confirm and give assurance to genuine believers. On the other hand, to also warn the believers of these people who are heretics you know, and who are trying to take them away from genuine fellowship. So he has spoken of the contrast earlier in chapter 1 between light and darkness, truth and error, obedience and disobedience, and we have also looked at from things that are temporal and things that are eternal in the first few verses of chapter 2. Now, from this verse onwards, he is speaking about how we should be discerning, how we should be discerning of uh, false teachers and preachers you know, of their doctrine, so that we can avoid spiritual deception. So he starts off by saying, dear children. Now this is an endearing term from you know, John the Apostle, who is a, a senior elder. But this is also a term that would speak about a child that needs to still grow up into maturity. So he's saying, little children or dear children, now, this is the world that we live in. If you are not careful, you can be gullible and we can, you can easily fall a prey to these wrong teachings. Now, oftentimes we would notice, isn't it? Uh, children are, you know, have that simple faith, whatever it is you know, said by an elder, they will have just you know, belief to say, okay, if it is coming from this person, then it must be true. But they don't really question it out because of that implicit faith that they would have in the person who is elder to them. In a similar manner, there is a possibility of people who are still as children in the faith who can be gullible to just accept anything that comes from a person who calls himself or herself as a preacher, uses the scriptures, and they just take it in without even examining it, because they say, after all, he is a person whom God has appointed, so whatever that person says must be true. But no, if maturity is about testing the spirits, you know, as the Bereans did, check it out. You know, even if Paul, the great preacher, was preaching something, you know, they went back home to find out if what Paul preached was in keeping with God's word. That is what maturity is all about. But here, knowing that the church had you know, children, young people, older people, or individuals who are still you know, babies in their walk with God, John is writing to them and saying, hey, look here, be careful, be careful. He says, it is the 
last hour. <laughs> it is the last hour. Now, when you're thinking about the hour, you know, the question we would arise here is, is it speaking about a specific time that he is you know, mentioning or is he speaking about a, a period of time? If you notice, the scripture uses this phrase, the last days, the last days. You know? Now, what is these last days or the last hour? Both these things mean primarily this one truth that from the time Christ died and rose again and the church was established till he comes back again, that becomes the last hour or the last days. Or if you were to put it in another way, the period of grace is the period of the last hour. And when you're looking at the last hour or the last days, we always speak about, you know, the temptations, we speak about the tribulations that will precede the coming of the judgment of God. So all these things are included in this aspect of the last hour. So John here, when he's writing, you know, as much as you know, the early church, they expected his soon coming return. And as a result, you know, they said, hey, Christ can come back anytime and the door will be closed. So we are living in the last hour. And just as much as John lived in that expectancy, we should also live in that same expectancy. To know that we are living in the last days, or very last of the last days. Okay. Now, John wrote this in an epistle around 80, 80, 90, and he said this was the last hour. Now, Today, then, we should be in the category of what we could say, you know, is the very last of the very last hour. The story is told of a young boy who was playing in his grandmother's house near a large grandfather clock. And noontime came in and the old timepiece was about to reach, you know, 12 o'clock. And in these clocks, you know, when it you know, strikes the hour, if you notice, the chime comes. And especially when it is 12 o'clock, there will be 12 times it will ring. Now, as children, they often want to sit and count, isn't it? Number one, two, three. So this time, however, when the boy started counting, you know, something went wrong with the clock's inner mechanism. So instead of stopping at 12, it kept right on chiming 13, 14, 15, 16 times. Now, the boy couldn't believe his ears. He jumped to his feet and ran into the kitchen, shouting, Grandma, Grandma, it's later than it's ever been before. It's later than it's ever been before. In his excitement, the young boy expressed a truth we would all do well to consider. It is later than it has ever been before. So we are living in these last days. We are living in these last days. So, John here is saying, okay, you know, you are saying, how do we know we are living in the last days? He says, okay, this is the sign that I'm telling you. This is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists have come. The sign that this is the last hour is because many Antichrists have come. Now, when you're thinking about the Antichrist or Antichrist, you know, the word anti means, you know, in place of or over against or opposite or instead of, okay. It is speaking about in contrast to Christ, 
someone who is opposite or instead of Christ. So that's the, the word that is spoken of of the Antichrist. Yes, Christ has said he is coming back again. And when he is coming back again, that will signify the end. And we are living in the last day before Christ's coming. And knowing that Christ is coming back again, John is saying, look here, there are a lot of people who will come to claim that Christ has come or Christ is coming soon you know, or these are the signs and start following them. So that is what he is warning us against. And he says many antichrists have come in comparison to the one antichrist who will come later. Okay, In the very last days, the antichrist during the tribulation period here arrives. But here before that, preceding that, the scriptures warning us to say, how do we know that these are the last days? There will be many and there have been in history right from you know, that first century, many individuals who have said that, yes, Christ has come or try to take people away into their own doctrines and thinking from a biblical perspective into their own perspective. All this is the anti. Any individual, any teacher who takes a person away from the truth of God's word, away from the truth of the person of Christ, away from the truth of the work of salvation, and replaces it with anything else, that person is a false individual, is a false teacher, is either one of those antichrists. And he says over that, Many antichrists have come. Many antichrists have come. And if we only have to study church history to find out the number of cult groups that have you know, come in. Over a period of time, if you notice, all these cult groups have come from within the church. Okay? When you're thinking about the Jehovah's Witnesses movement, coming from within the church to say, hey, look here, God has given somebody special revelation to say there are mistakes in the Bible correcting the mistakes by writing his own book and calling it that's the Bible and changing the understanding of who Jesus is, that he is not God but lower than God. And big followers have followed that doctrine over the years. Now it's a full-blown cult. So if you were to say, if somebody asks you, is Jehovah's Witness a Christian in a church? And immediately a person will say, no, no, it's a cult. Okay. But there are a lot of other groups, maybe even with similar teaching, who are within the church, who are still not left the church, who are still a part of the church. You know? Some you know, present pastors or teachers may have some of these wrong doctrines, you know, which are against the scriptures, and they may be followers for them. So John is saying, oh, yeah, hey, this is a sign that we know. Any individual who is speaking not from the biblical perspective, but from some new revelation. Any person who is speaking from <laughs> not the understanding that Jesus is God, but lowering the understanding of the deity of Christ. Any individual who speaks about something, Jesus, plus something necessary for your salvation. Any person who doesn't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You know, John is saying, hey, these all come under that category. Right now, they are with us. You know, he says, having appeared, having appeared. In other words, you know, they have arrived on the scene. They are already there. They are present in your church. You know, that's what John is cautioning them into understanding. Also, when it says, 
having appeared or having come into being. He is drawing up a contrast between Christ who is from all eternity and these antichrists who have had a beginning here on earth and who are trying to take people away from God, saying that they have a hotline to God. And the spirit of antichrist is the putting of man in the place of God and his Christ. So in other words, any group which is emphasizing self-worship or humanism, which basically says, hey, you can do it, you can do it, you know, you don't need God, you know, you know, you have the power to do it, you know, part of positive thinking or, you know, the part of pushing yourself up or exercising yourself, you know. No, all these things are <coughs> putting man in the place of God. Now, the worst part of it is that most of these, you know, unholy systems, you know, were once numbered among the Christian group, okay? Now, this is why we need to be careful about it. If the cross is not mentioned, you know, be careful. If a person is only speaking about, you know, how you can, you know, benefit, be careful. If a person is only speaking about how you can climb the ladder of success, you know, that is all that is to Christianity, success, be careful. Because Christianity is not that. Christianity, the gospel, is that Christ died for our sins and rose again. Now, the danger part of it is, you know, none of these false teachers will go around maybe wearing a t-shirt saying that I'm the Antichrist, isn't it? Nobody will say that, you know? but this is where the deception comes in. Paul, if you notice in Acts chapter 20, verse 30, you know, before he went you know, to Rome, you know, in his final message to the Ephesian elders, he said in Acts 20, 30, from among your own selves, men will arise, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. From among your own selves. Now, how does that happen? Because these guys who have the charisma about them, they will say, hey, God has given us this deeper truth. God has given us this new insight. God has given us this four steps, five steps, ten steps, so that you can have some new secret power, you know. If you follow us, we will let you in on the secret knowledge. Or some of them will sell their materials primarily to build up their own kingdoms. John is saying, be careful, be careful, okay. So he's writing to children as a warning to calculate, understand what the present day teachers are saying, check it out with God's word, because that is the yardstick. The yardstick is not their experience. The yardstick is not their dreams and visions. Their yardstick is the Bible. Check it out. Is this what the Bible says? You know? And John is saying over here, we know, we know. He has that total assurance when he says, you know, this is how we know that it is the last hour. This is how we know that this is the last hour. He says, I've checked it out, and I've seen this by experience, and I've and I interacted with some of them in the congregation. It seems that they are genuine, and it seems that they are speaking from scripture, but their teachings are all wrong. Their lifestyle is not matching up. They are not preaching sound doctrine. Be careful. Now, the story is told of Albert Einstein, who was on a lecture tour 
which took him from university to university, talking about the theory of relativity. He did not drive, so he had a special chauffeur who drove him from place to place. And one day the chauffeur said to Einstein, you know, I've heard this lecture so many times, now I could give it myself. Einstein said, okay, the people at the next university have never seen me, so they won't know who I am. You put on my clothes and I'll wear your uniform and cap. You introduce me as your chauffeur and I will introduce you as Dr. Einstein. Now, everything went according to plan and the chauffeur delivered the speech on relativity without a hitch. His performance was flawless. But so then something happened they had not anticipated. The moderator said, we have about 15 more minutes, so I wonder if any of you would like to ask Dr. Einstein a question. A mathematics professor stood up and asked a very complicated technical question involving mathematical formulas and language that the chauffeur did not understand. When the professor finished his question, the chauffeur responded like this and said, Sir, the solution to that problem is so simple that I'm surprised you would even ask me to answer it. Anybody can answer that simple question. To prove it, I'm going to have my chauffeur come up and answer it. Now, that's deception, isn't it? It seems, hey, everything is all right, but when questions are going to arise, you know, you're going to be put in a start, in a spot. So we must be individuals who question, who check it out. Don't just swallow anything and everything that you see and hear on YouTube or forwards or whatever. Be individuals who are checking out scripture. Be like the Bereans and you know? check it out, check it out, check it out. Now verse 19 tells us something even more about these antichrists. What will happen? Now, in that particular in a generation, these individuals from within have moved out, you know, and formed their own group. Now, in our generation today, some have already moved out. That's the cult groups of today. But there are also other cults in formation today, you know. There are so many groups in the, you know, in the world today who are trying to have their own doctrines, their own teachings, you know, for the following that they have. Verse 19 tells us they went out from us but they were not really of us, for if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. So he says, this is the separation. How do we know the genuine? Finally, one day there was going to be the separation. The Bible doesn't say here that they were excommunicated from the church. The Bible tells us they went out, okay? They went out on their own, as it were, okay? The scripture speaks about the wheat and the weeds, and the wheat and the tares growing up simultaneously. Both look similar. Both look similar when they are growing up. But it is the final reaping time when the crop will come, when the fruit will come, then you know whether it is genuine wheat or tares. The fruit shows whether the teaching is correct are not. So if there's no fruit being produced in the life of the leader or in the life of the follower, if it is only that groupism, then what happens is they build their own kingdoms, they went out, okay, it says, you know, because they were never really a part of us. Remember, the scripture is saying over here, it's not that they once upon a time they knew and now they have gone off. He says, no, they never were born again. 
And that's what Jesus also said, is it? And in the last days, many shall come and say, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we do miracles? And the Lord will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. In other words, it is possible for a person to do miracles and healing and casting out demons and still not know the Lord. And that is what the Antichrist is all about. It is so easy to be deceived. A lot of people follow individuals because of these things, isn't it? Because of the signs and wonders, they say, hey, this guy must be genuine. John is saying, be careful. Jesus also said, be careful. And that is the warning that we are learning this evening. And then he also mentions, if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. If they had been with us, then they would have remained with us. So he said, this is how we know. You know, he's checking and telling, first of all, be discerning about these antichrists. Then he's also speaking about, you know, there is going to come a time when they're going to set up their own kingdoms, their own groups, you know, that is how the final cult, you know, comes in when they have the cult following with a cult leader. He says, that is also the sign. And then finally, the scripture says they will get out. But by that time, if you are a part of that group, it may be very difficult for you to get out of that. We have in history so many individuals who under the name of Christ said, in a, you know, follow me. And then they said, Christ is going to come back on this particular date, sell everything that you have. And crowds followed after them. They sold everything. But then finally nothing happened and they lost everything. There's another individual by the name called of Jim Jones. You know. What he did was he says, God has said that, you know, He's going to come back again, and they asked you know, all his followers to drink poison, and they did, and they all died. Large group, you know, you know. All this has happened in history, and there are a lot of things happening today as well. We need to be careful who we are following. We must follow Christ alone. Don't put any man or woman above Christ, and make sure that we are good students of God's word. Whatever a person teaches, preaches, whatever you're hearing, anywhere. And today with technology, there are so many forwards that people keep sending, okay? You know, they themselves may not even have listened to the whole thing, but they send it across, you know, because somebody else sent it, you know. Be careful. Be careful what you're reading. Be careful what you're seeing. You know, be careful because we are living in the last days. And as John has said, Many, many antichrists have come, and there are many people who are trying to deceive the body of Christ. And you and I, we need to grow into maturity so that we can be discerning. And remember, you check out the counterfeit always by knowing the original. If you don't know the original, it is very easy to get deceived by the counterfeit. So don't spend time studying counterfeits. Spend time studying God's word. Spend time checking out what God's word is saying. Then, when the time comes, you would be able to have that discernment and not be led astray, but be willing to stand firm on the truth of God's word. Let's bow our heads in prayer together.